City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication. Uh, today, I will be speaking with a couple of members of the association's risk management services, both of whom work in loss control, about distracted driving. April is is marked by the National Safety Council as Distracted Driving Awareness Month, and so we're talking about it now. I have with us Bethany Pendley, Loss Control Manager. Hi, Bethany. How are you? Great, Russell. I'm glad to be here this morning. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. We also have uh, Christopher Radcliffe, Public Safety Loss Control Consultant. Hi, Chris. Hey, Russell, how's it going? Doing well. Um, so to understand the term that we're talking about, distracted driving, when you hear distracted driving, what does that mean? Well, Russell, for some, you know, when they hear the term distracted driving, they immediately think about texting and driving. And, yes, using a mobile device is certainly a distraction while driving. But actually, distracted driving occurs in more ways than just using a cell phone. So any time a driver takes their attention away from being fully engaged with operating a vehicle, it's distracted driving. So we can be distracted in three ways. The first way is visually, by looking at something other than what's in front of us while we're driving. So looking at a map or looking at the navigation system is a visual distraction. The second way that we can be distracted is manually, which involves taking one or both hands off of the steering wheel. So holding a cell phone or grabbing something out of the passenger seat or console or even adjusting the radio can cause a manual distraction. And the third type is cognitive distraction, which means that our mind is thinking about something other than driving. So we could be thinking about the list of errands that we have to run or a conversation or disagreement that we've had earlier in the day. Or even a conversation with the passenger can take our mind off of driving and cause distraction. Now, now Russell, I would like to point out, being fully attentive while driving, it not only reduces the potential of causing an accident, but paying attention enables a driver to actually take evasive action to avoid a collision when maybe another driver fails to yield the right-of-way or is not paying attention. Now, I know we live in a busy world, but if a driver must do something that requires taking their eyes or off the road or their hands off of the steering wheel or their mind off of driving, then pulling over when it's safe is best. So, it, it certainly sounds like there are many different forms that uh, distracted driving can take. A, are, are there any others worth talking about? Well, Russell, distracted driving is all around us. Text messaging, phone calls, podcasts, radio, other vehicles, pedestrians, and even the people in the vehicle with us. Look at something as simple as advertising. A lot of billboards today are electronic with bright lights, and advertisements that cycle through. It's easy to find yourself driving down the road and catching an advertisement just as it changes over. Then you spend mm-hmm. the next few seconds driving and looking 
waiting for the advertisement to reappear so you can read it, only <laughs> to realize it wasn't what you thought. So how far did you travel as you repeatedly took your eyes off the road to look at the sign? But 70 miles per hour, you've traveled a pretty good distance. But you also decreased your reaction time to maneuver your vehicle in the event of an emergency. What about vehicles driving around you wrapped with company logo and services listed? You think to yourself, well, I need some work done, and then riding along beside you is just what you're looking for. Now you reach for your pen, paper, phone, something to jot down the name and number. If you get your pen and paper, then you're most likely driving with your knees. Something as simple as cruise control can be a distraction. So think about this. Cruise, where do you put your feet? I don't imagine anyone sets their cruise and then keeps their foot hovered over the brake. Without cruise on, your foot is on the accelerator, which is right next to the brake. The distance between the two is basically the same in all vehicles. When you set the cruise, though, you're most likely bend your leg up into a comfortable position, therefore increasing the distance to brake. Backup cameras are another sort of distraction. They're great to see what's behind you, but the camera alone should not be your focus as you back up. Use the camera to assist you in backing. You should still use your mirrors and your eyes and look around. Vehicles are being equipped with more and more safety features, which is a great which is great, but many of those safety features are because we're driving distracted. When you get into a vehicle, you have to take into consideration the safety of others as well as the safety of yourself. So we've we've talked about some of the different kinds of distracted driving and what it looks like, uh, some of what people can, can do about it, but we haven't gotten too much into the dangers and the consequences of driving distracted. Could could we talk more about that? Oh, yeah, sure. So so the obvious danger when not being fully attentive when driving is the risk of being in an accident, um, which can cause serious injury. Mm-hmm. You know, an average vehicle weighs about two tons. So think about the potential danger of operating a 4,000-pound vehicle traveling at speeds of, 40, 50, or 60 miles an hour while not giving 100% attention. Let me, let me give you something to think about. When it comes to texting and driving, you receive a text and you think, oh, this will only, this will only take a second. Well, in four and a half seconds, traveling 55 miles an hour, your vehicle will travel 100 yards. That is the length of a football field. So think about driving a 4,000-pound car or truck, the length of a football field, basically being blindfolded. Thinking about that really puts it in perspective. So I mentioned earlier that distracted driving or inattention causes accidents. And a car accident can cause injury or even a fatality. In 2020, there were over 1,000 deaths resulting from automobile accidents in South Carolina. Now, you know, I'll point out the stats don't tell us how many actually resulted from distracted driving, but I can tell you from my background and and claims experience that accidents usually don't happen when all parties involved are fully attentive. They, They just don't. I'll add, too, we continue to see frequency of accidents resulting from distracted driving increase. For example, SMURF, which is the Property and Liability Risk Pool, reported a 17% increase in car accidents 
indicative of distracted driving just last year. And, you know, the one thing to note is that these accidents that happen from distracted driving, they're preventable. Um, all it takes is a driver's commitment to give their full attention to the road while in the driver's seat to help mm-hmm. to help avoid these. So um, looking at it in terms of municipal employees, you know, some of the vehicles that might come to mind for what they're operating are public safety vehicles, things like police cruisers, um, fire engines, that sort of thing. When operating those, those could bring their own distractions. So could could you guys talk about some best practices for people who operate emergency vehicles? Russell, you're right. There's two types of really of emergency vehicles just by category um, for what, you know, my position with the, as a public safety consultant, and that's going to be your police vehicles and your fire service vehicles. And th- now, these vehicles or emergency vehicles by category, but they're not op- always operated as such. So when these vehicles are being driven under normal operating conditions and not responding to a call for service, they're just cars and trucks being driven on the roadway like everyone else. Now, the fire service does not patrol the streets in the same manner as the police. The fire truck may happen upon something when out driving, but for the most part, they respond to a call from the station. Police officers on patrol are always scanning usually looking for a traffic violation or some type of suspicious activity. Think of something as simple as a seatbelt violation. In order for an officer to see the violation, they need to be scanning every car they pass or approach. Once either of these vehicles activates their lights or siren and begin driving at an accelerated rate or speed, they are operating as an emergency vehicle. Whether a fire truck is responding to a call for service or a police car is catching up to a speeding violation. Operating an emergency vehicle alone does not allow you the opportunity to drive in any manner you choose, nor does having lights and siren activated. All emergency vehicles must continue to obey all traffic laws. For instance, you can disregard a traffic signal, but not disregard your responsibility to make sure you can proceed only when it is safe to do so. So when you approach an intersection and you have the red light, you must come to a complete stop. Make sure you clear each lane of travel as you progress through the intersection. If you're crossing a four-lane road, you shouldn't just stop, and once you see the first one or two lanes stop, think you can proceed on through the intersection without giving any any regard to the other lanes. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've talked some about um, the steps drivers can take uh, against distracted driving. Could we talk about uh, what the city and town governments themselves can do to discourage distracted driving among their employees? Sure. So municipalities can encourage safe driving by making sure employees are educated and know the dangers of distracted driving. And this can be accomplished by encouraging participation in the National Safety Council's Defense of Driving course. For listeners who are members of SMIT and SMIRF, uh, loss control with risk management services actually offers the DDC for our course. We can come out and do that on-site training for municipalities. Also, you can establish a distracted driving policy that bans all employees from using cell phones or mobile devices while driving. 
and this includes even use of hands-free and voice command systems since those um, do cause cognitive distraction. Municipalities can keep awareness at a high level by talking about um, safe driving strategies and team meetings and safety meetings. And two, like you mentioned earlier, Russell, April is Distracted Driving Awareness Month each year. So it is a great time to roll out new policies or reinforce a distracted driving policy and encourage employees to take the messaging home to their families and friends because we want everyone to be safe. Bethany, when you mentioned those courses available to the members of the South Carolina Municipal Insurance Trust and South Carolina Municipal Insurance and Risk Financing Fund, the Schmidt and Smurf, um, for those who are members and interested in those, who should they contact? They can actually reach out to me through email, uh, so epinley at masc.sc. Or they mm-hmm. can contact me by cell phone at 803-239-6462. Very good. Well, that covers everything um, that I can think that we had to talk about. Bethany and Chris, any, any final thoughts on distracted driving? You know, the safety of our employees is just very important. And it's not just municipal employees, but... You know, like I said before, taking the message home to families and friends because it's it's a topic that's on the rise. Distracted driving is something we all need to be concerned about and um, address it so that we can prevent these accidents from happening. Absolutely. Uh, Bethany, Chris, thank you both so much for talking to us about this. Sure. Thank you, Russell. Thanks. Appreciate it. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the Association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.